When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Come on. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Fantastic, guys, and welcome to another episode live from Hill Varsity Club. Uh, thank you to everybody that's here. We really appreciate you guys coming out. You guys enjoying the food, enjoying the drinks. It's good. Fantastic. We'll tell the staff thank you. They will be back here to take care of you. So we'll make sure that you don't have to traipse out there to go get anything more to drink. I want to say thank you to Kugler Vision. They are our sponsors. They are our friends and our partners. All the way through all the live events for the next year, they're going to be out here with us. They're going to be bringing people out here to talk about with you about any of the, the different services that they have, which they cover all the bases and all the ages. So if you have any questions, feel free to talk to them. We're going to bring them, bring them into our games today as well. Just be ready. Have you heard of our, you've heard of our game, right? Who's your dumb friend? That's Pat made up that name. It's called Who's Your Dumb Friend? And it's a partner game, so think about who you want as your partner. We're going to play about four or five rounds of that coming up here in just a little bit. Cam's over there. Hello. Super producer Cam. Hello. Hello. All right. Do you want to do the introductions for Kugler Vision and, and tell well, us who? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to let them introduce themselves, but you know, it's not a party about the gals from Kugler Vision. <laughs> and I told them earlier, I was like, hey, give us your best Tinder profile pitch for Kugler Vision. And here's what they came up with. Okay. Well, I've been married for eight years, so that's not happening. Wrong app. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am Haley. I do marketing for both Cooler Vision and Modern Vision Solutions. Jen has been here before a couple of times, so if you are regular, you know who she is. And then this is Sarah Petska, Dr. Petska. She works for both practices, so I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Sarah Petska, and I'm an optometrist. I work at Kugler Vision, and I'm also kind of helping out at Modern Vision Solutions, which is kind of like Kugler Vision's child for <laughs> more regular eye care. Um, yeah, so it is a really cool new office in one Pacific place. Uh, we are currently doing a promotion for back to school, so free eye analyses for teachers or kids that are headed back to school before October 31st, I think. So we have pamphlets for that if you want to come pick one up. And eye analysis is like an eye exam, but way better. It's the most thorough eye exam you'll ever have. So yeah. Very cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I love your swag, too. You guys have a, always have good stuff. So, yeah, they can do. That's right. They can do scheduling, but grab some stuff. They've always got good stuff. And then we have our guest of honor. Has anybody ever heard of Andy Myers? <laughs> Thank you. You know, I was wondering if Kugler Vision works on third eyes. You know, can you improve intuition? Is that a thing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Got to keep that psychic senses sharp. Yes, the third eye. I see you've got your, your poster over here, your stand-up. Is it too much? No, it's not. Because when I set that up, I'm like, is that, is that too is much? Too is, much? That a, is that obnoxious? No, it's not it's too a big much. head. It looks fantastic. Well, Tell us about Soul Studios. Soul Studios is my rebranding. I'm basically calling a, a digital playground for all my creative and intuitive outlets. So it encompasses everything that I do, my psychic services, my artwork, my shop that's going to be opening soon. So, yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Anything coming up, as a matter of fact, on the calendar? Yeah. September 8th, actually, I'm doing a Past Lives Gallery reading. So live and in person at the Dreamweavers facility in Elkhorn. It's going to be fun. So round up a couple of your closest besties come out and figure out who you were and what you did in the past life and most importantly how much trouble did you get in right should be fun i've seen some of the posts that you put up let's just kind of jump into it right here um a couple of the posts that you put up about people that have come in to talk about past lives and the the synchronicities if you will or the or the the overlay into their current life is astounding. I mean, it's like it's like there's little things like names that are held over. Like it might have been the name of their best friend, but now it's the name of their dog, or it's yeah. the right, or maybe the thing that they do or the hobby that they have. You said this is what you did in a previous life. It's it's it, it never gets old, but it's always fascinating, you know. And yeah. and you, day in day out to uncover these past life synchronicities. Actually, just the other day, I, I had the pleasure of speaking with a nice guy from Washington State. And I saw images of him having a past lifetime where he worked in 1800s, somewhere near Ohio, and he was affiliated with the railroad systems. And I described that whole past life to him, and he said, well, that's funny because I know Morse code. And I I thought, well, that's awesome. Like, who knows Morse code? More importantly, how does it relate to trains, right? (laughs) When he dropped some knowledge on me, he said, actually, back in the 1800s, that Morse code was used to communicate between one railroad station and another. So he just felt this desire to learn it in this lifetime, and it came really naturally to him. And I thought, wow, that's a pretty neat carryover. Right? Yeah, yeah. So probably it's like one of those imprints, as they say, or the skill itself. Right. Which I, I did see that one. I thought that is fascinating because that's true you know the brain can't remember but the soul never forgets you Mm. know and Mm. i also saw images of him you know aboard a pirate ship and i laughed when i told him this because i couldn't i didn't know what else to call it but i saw images of a giant almost like spanish armada type galleon pirate ship and described the details of that lifetime and he he went on to share with me that he actually has a background in electronics and and radios and ham radios and he was actually commissioned to install some of the electronics on the actual boat that was used in Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And so he said when he was on the ship, he had this overwhelming sense of deja vu that he had been there before, and we kind of laughed, and we said, well, maybe you were. Maybe Johnny Depp wasn't there, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you never know. never know. know. Okay, now you mentioned deja vu when you said that. That's something that's come up, and I've seen it talked about by, okay, they talk about glitches in the Matrix. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that's one of your topics. Yeah. And then also talking about deja vu. And deja vu, some people say that also brings up another topic, which is timelines. I don't know if any of you guys have looked into any of that stuff, the timeline stuff, which I'd never heard of that until probably about five or seven years ago, about just the timelines, resets, the theories that go along with that, because some things just don't line up. Yeah. Like, you know how old a certain building or a pyramid is but then you also know that well there were no people here the people that they said were here were gone by then you know so this shouldn't have been here you know there were just things that didn't match up and they were trying to explain it so 
going back to deja vu, what is your theory on deja vu? Yeah, and I think raise your hand if you've experienced deja vu at one point in time. It's like all of us, right? Yeah. And I think there's three potential explanations. Now, explanation number one is kind of the more scientific approach, but neuroscientists think it's a brain fart. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. you, right? Yeah, they say that it's just like some anomaly. Everybody has it. It's just one of those things. Right. Your, your synopsis aren't snapping. You know, <laughs> something's not working, and so right. it, it gives you a wrong reading. Yeah, like you experience something and then immediately forget it, and then a nanosecond later you come to again, and it makes you feel like you've experienced experience it twice when in fact you've experienced it once. Now that's the boring explanation, right? (laughs) So from a past life standpoint, I think it's possible that deja vu will sometimes occur when you're experiencing something similar to what you experienced in a past lifetime, whether it's in a moment or an event or a conversation you're having with a, with a close friend. And then you have the kind of the soul and destiny angle. So Mm -hmm. explanation number three you know, is we essentially write a script to our life. And then when we get here and we're going through the motions and you're acting out, you know, the the parts of the play, almost like an actor, sometimes the soul goes, wait, I know this. I I wrote this script. Here I am living it. And then boom, you have the, you have the deja vu. Okay. I've heard people talk in that language also, maybe a few different words, Um, talking about when you said writing the script, asking to come back, trying to complete a task, trying to complete whatever it is that they're doing. So, so you aren't supposed to have that memory. I remember the movie, can't remember the name, where he dies and he goes to heaven and somebody forgets to hit the switch and he gets sent back. And so as a child, and he remembers everything yeah. about his previous life. Was he the one that was the, what was it? Do you know what it was? You know what, it, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Uh, somebody Google. What, what um, dreams may come? No. Mm, There's another one called is it Chance. Steve Gutenberg? Older. Chances are, that might Chance, be the name chances of Chances are, it might be another. And he came back as his, like, he ended up meeting his ex-wife or his former, right? Yeah. And he was a young dude then when he, I don't know. But anyway, somebody didn't hit the button to erase his memory. Right. Before he came back. Yeah, it's, it's just fascinating. In these, you know, glitch in the matrix moments, people are having those all the time, too. Like, seeing thing, something or experiencing something that technically shouldn't exist, something that defies the laws of physics. And... You know, you, you go this angle, there's, there's videos that have yet to be debunked. Online videos, TikTok, YouTube, of people seeing, like, birds frozen in, in the yes. sky. I saw a video, there's this EMT, firefighters and emergency responders on a, on a freeway. Lights are blaring and everything, but there's a bird frozen in flight in midair. And they're, like, holding up an extender pole, and everyone's looking at, like, what the heck is going on? And everyone's like, I, I glitch know. in the matrix. This video game's frozen. Right? right. That's Reset exactly- the level. Okay, we've also heard the birds aren't real theory, which makes me giggle. Elon Musk throws that around every once in a while, too, to kind of mess with y'all. Well, now Twitter's not real, so eh, he kind of got rid of the birds. But that whole birds not real theory, there have been some things that have happened, though, that lead people to say, well, this is kind of weird. Maybe it's not all the birds. Maybe it's just some of them. (laughs) Like, like, you ever seen the, the stories where you had... 50, 60 birds just dropped out of the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't the mosquitoes just drop out of the sky? That's what I want to know. Save the birds, kill the mosquitoes. Kill the mosquitoes. I go for that. All right. So let's go back, back where we were. We were talking about deja vu, which led us to what? Timelines. Timelines and resets. What do you think about that? It's all over movies. Anybody who watches the Marvel and the Avengers and all these spinoffs of like Loki, the movie Loki, it's all about alternate universes and alternate timelines. And basically the, the theory is, you know, every major decision we make in life, personally, professionally, love life, all of it, 
every juncture in time, the decision that you make at that crossroads basically branches off into another potential future. And if that's true, the physics checks out, but it might be possible we're actually living multiple lifetimes at once, like countless lifetimes. Like there's a version of you that's president. There's a version of you that's homeless. There's a version of you that's looking at this pizza thinking, man, I wish I could have a bite. You know, it's like <laughs> that oh, would be this version. That's this version. That's this version. <laughs> what was the movie? Sliding Doors? Was that the movie with Gwyneth Paltrow? Is anybody familiar where where it was one of those uh, choices? You made a choice, and this was her life, and then she went the other way, and it was a completely different outcome. And it's like, okay, so movies, let's just talk about movies, too. How long have they been putting this stuff out there in front of us, kind of like showing us? And now I look back at the movies I watched in the 80s or the 90s, and they have a completely different meaning to them. Trail of breadcrumbs. It, you know, disclosure, slowly, they're easing us in, like slinking into a hot tub as to not, not to shock us, so, right? Okay, who do you think they is? That's a good question. Tinfoil hat. We should have brought the tinfoil hat. I know. Who is yeah. they? <laughs> the Hollywood directors who are in cahoots with the Illuminati, who know the CIA. Cause, yeah, because somebody's got to be pushing them in, the, in a direction. Makes you wonder, or if this is just like a collective conscious where all these movies are coming out at the same time because humanity as a whole needs to experience this and needs to wake up to this is going on. Mm -hmm. But you know what movie comes to mind if we're talking about the paranormal blending with like spirituality and time travel? I'm thinking Interstellar. I love that movie. I I can watch that. You like that too? Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys all seen Interstellar? Yeah. If you watch it, and you probably have to watch it twice. McConaughey's in it. Um, and it's just, it's a really great story, but it will flip your mind and make you just like, what did I just, what just happened? And it's like the snake eating its own tail. Well, it's it, not in that, but you know what yeah, I mean? Everything comes full circle and not to give any spoilers, but the opening scene to the movie they think that a the little girl in her bedroom thinks that there's a ghost because there's weird things moving around and at the end there's a twist ending where it has to do with time and space and a message being delivered from somebody that she loves and it turns out it's not a ghost it has to do with physics and science and it's just mind blown you know and that came out 10 years ago already gosh yeah 10 years ago yeah that was Matthew McConaughey Jessica Chastain's in it Anne Hathaway's in it if you haven't Matt Damon's in it if you haven't seen it, definitely see it. Interstellar, it's really good. And it will make you kind of go, hmm, hmm. And you want to watch it two or three times. And, it, and the physics yeah. checks out. So if you're kind of a stickler for science and staying true to science, they, the directors and producers actually uh, consulted with physicists, well-known physicists throughout the world, because they wanted to make sure that the actual science and physics is legit. So watching the movie with the wormholes and how time works and space travel and all this stuff... That's actually how time travel would work. By the way, loudest moment in cinematic history that I've ever watched is when he goes into the wormhole. In the theater that I saw it at at Majestic, the speaker was blown. And and, and I didn't find out until towards the end of the movie where he goes into the wormhole. I'm like, ah, I know how that speaker got blown because it is like, (laughs) It's a crazy sound. It it is. And it's a great movie. Okay, now you're talking about talking to physicists and, and people who can give you proof. Have you, have you yourself, like, in your, I'm sure, in your research, though, and when you're looking at things, you see real applications or real areas of study being applied. So there are people that are, I guess, arguably smart, 
<laughs> who? Smarter than us, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> who are looking at these things yeah. in real time? Yeah, and it's it's crazy. You know, you, you go down this rabbit hole where spirituality almost meets quantum physics. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it into kindergarten terms because that's the only way I can Please, process it. But <laughs> there's been studies done that particles, you know, waves and particles actually behave differently as if they have consciousness, as if they know they're being observed. They did what's called a great test or a slit test where they shot photons, you know, th- at a wall, and some of them went through a grate and stuck to the wall behind it. But when they, when they stopped being observed and they shut the cameras off, the, the photons acted differently. And they're like, well, how, how can they behave differently if they know that they're being watched? And then it's like, well, do particles have consciousness? Do, do cells have consciousness? And if so, that opens up another wormhole that applies to past lifetimes, right? Because you have these cases all around the world of these organ donors. You know, a person passes away and the recipient gets a, a heart or a kidney and they start taking on the, the memories of the person who passed away. And that can only be possible if organs hold memories, which is just... Mm-hmm. How many movies have been made about that, though? Not, Same thing. Yeah, yeah. They're great horror movies, obviously, <laughs> because that would just be scary. As, yeah. yeah. That'd be scary. But it has happened. So they make the movie, and it seems absolutely ridiculous and out of this world, but it's based on real events. And yeah. I hope we don't say the same thing about the movie uh, Independence Day with Will Smith. I hope that doesn't become real. I wouldn't like that either. <laughs> the I, aliens no. attack? Should we talk but, about that next? Okay, let's... Yes. Okay. Since it's in Congress right now, has anybody, did anybody watch the congressional hearings in the last few days where they were talking about UFOs? Okay. So this is... You saw it? Did you see any of it? Okay, thank you. So we've got a couple of clips that we're going to slide up here. Um, So this is from a news piece that was done. It's a little bit longer. I don't know if we'll play the whole thing, but we're going to let Andy kind of have Cam start and stop it where he wants to. This is in Congress this week, and they have a whistleblower Mm. who is an intelligence guy. Yeah, David Grush, whistleblower, uh, claims that not only, and this is a bipartisan hearing, both sides of the political spectrum, people are coming together saying, we need to find out what these things are. They're zipping around our airspace. Is this a threat to national security? Is it real? Is it real? What do you have? What proof do you have? Right. David Grush says it's very real, and he knows people personally in the FBI, CAA, who have not only recovered crashed alien spacecraft, but they've also recovered non-human entities. Remains. Yeah. Let's go ahead and play this and see where where it goes, and you can direct, you and Cam take over. (laughs) Congress pushing for answers on some unexplained activity in the sky. Today, a House committee heard testimony from former U.S. military and intelligence officials, and they say they've had mysterious encounters with unidentified aerial phenomena, otherwise known as... UFOs, and think the government should be telling us more about them. Well, Brian Hackney has some of the biggest revelations from the out-of-this-world hearing. Oh, my gosh, dude. The hearings today really began with this incident in 2015 and another off San Diego in 2004. As we pulled nose onto the object within about a half mile of it, it rapidly accelerated in front of us and disappeared. Navy aviator David Fravor was inside that jet. So as you started to turn back towards the east, the controller came up and said, sir, you're not going to believe this, but that thing is at your cat point roughly 60 miles away in less than a minute. You can calculate the speed. Ten years later, more close encounters were recorded off the east coast. Do you believe UAPs pose a potential threat to our national security? Yes. 
and here's why. The, the technology that we faced was far superior than anything that we had. But David Grush, whose allegations of a government cover-up was headline news, had the most shocking testimony. Have you met with people with direct knowledge or have direct knowledge yourself of non-human origin craft? Yes, I personally interviewed those individuals. Grush is a veteran of the Pentagon's intelligence community. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. The big takeaway for me today in today's hearings on this was that there was no real physical evidence being presented. Dr. Seth Shostak of the SETI Institute believes there's extraterrestrial life somewhere, just not here. It's all, you know, witness testimony, which as you know, is not great evidence or just about anything. Dr. Shostak would rather see alien bodies and spacecraft rather than hear about them. But when he's asked, well, where is it? Show some photos, do something to prove that that's more than merely an assertion of yours. And he says, well, I can't because it's classified. Oh my gosh, dude. Maybe not for long. Would you have had the capability to defend yourself, your crew, your aircraft? Absolutely not, sir. No. Uh, is it possible that these UAPs would be probing our capabilities? Yes or no, Mr. Graves? Yes. Rush? Yes. Fravor? Definitely. It looks like that we have a problem here that needs further investigation. Okay, we're going to stop yeah. there. Um, anybody, anybody a little curious by that? I mean, just kind of weird. Is this kind of creepy? There were a couple of things that came out of that. One was the pilot. The pilots previously had been told to stand down. Yeah. They would lose their jobs if they spoke out, right? Yeah. But it's kind of a strength in numbers kind of thing, right? You have a herd of wildebeest trying to cross the crocodile-infested water. If you go by yourself, you'll get eaten. If you go with all your buddies, you might not. Right. right? Exactly. So, but it, it is interesting because, and there's so much to unpack here because I think the bottom line with Seth Shostak at, at SETI, if, if it's readily available and proven that extraterrestrials are here, he's out of a job because they're searching for extraterrestrials. Right. They'll pull his funding. So that's one angle. But another angle you have to come at is- He gets I, funding. Yeah. He gets funding, the extraterrestrials. <laughs> and then they laugh at us. When we say, are there ETs? And then they give him money. <laughs> like, come on, you make it legit and then you laugh at us. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, did, I disagree that they pose a threat because just because they're more advanced than humans doesn't mean they pose a threat. Just like we, that would be like saying a college student poses a threat to a kindergartner because they're more advanced. Well, only if the college student is violent. Violent. Right. Right. Or aggressive. Right. Right. Now that adds, you know, you, you could get into a gray area, I suppose, uh, but I don't think they mean us harm because if they did, they, they could have taken over the world already. And it's interesting but that. Maybe they already are. Well, maybe we're, maybe that, we're maybe aliens. Maybe that's where we're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to them, we are the aliens, right? Right? Yeah. But Ryan Graves was talking about back in 2014, he was a Navy pilot. And this is what you didn't sh see in the video. But back in 2014, he was a Navy pilot stationed over near Virginia Beach. And they had these brand spanking new, I think they were F-18 Hornets with brand new, sophisticated, updated radar devices. And he and all his colleagues started to see blips and bloops and bogeys all over their screen. And they're like, well, some, there's a glitch. Something's not right with this new equipment. They did their checks, everything was fine with the equipment, and then they had visuals. 
and whatever they were seeing zipped through their formation. It flew between two FA-18 Hornets uh, at a great speed. And get this, the shape of the UFO was a gray cube surrounded in a translucent bubble. In other words, uh, defies the laws of physics because it doesn't have... um, I'm going to karate kid this little gnat here. There's a bug. Um, (laughs) But it defies the laws of physics if it doesn't have a tail and wings and a a jet engine. Or a source of propulsion, right? It's not a blimp. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a gray cube. It's a gray cube. That's another one, the black box. That's a whole other theory, a whole other conspiracy theory. Um, And then the non-human. They said the biologicals, they're non-human. Yeah. Okay, one of the theories is it could be animal. And quite possibly, what if they're doing... Like they used to, they used to put monkeys in 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 and experiment, you know, use them. And yeah. nobody wants to admit they're using monkeys anymore. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, so I hope not. I hope not. But so it'd be better if it was aliens than monkeys. <laughs> we can agree on that. Yes. Yes, we can agree on that. Have you ever heard that? There's a quote by a guy named Arthur C. Clarke, and it talks. It's just real simple. There are two possibilities: either we're alone in the universe, or we are not. Both are equally terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Sit on that for a minute. It's, it's, it's true. It's true. And it can either make you feel really important or it can make you feel really lonely. It can make you feel big or small to contemplate your place in the universe. We have billions of galaxies, each containing millions of stars. And there's almost a 0% chance that we are alone in the universe. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And these UAP, UAPs is what they call them now. Which is a unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yeah. Which means nothing. Changed the vernacular as well. Made it as generic as they possibly could because at least before it was an unidentified flying object. Right, right. So now it could be a mirage. But they're defying the laws of physics. Yes. Because David Fravor, also Navy pilot, he, he, on multiple accounts, he and his buddies observed these things coming down from 80,000 feet, which is space, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) coming down from 80,000 feet, hovering at 20,000 feet, for a couple hours, showing off, and then zipping right back up to 80,000 feet. And not only that, they stop on a dime, and nothing can do that. Humans can't do that because it would liquefy our organs and, and mechanics. If, even if it's an unmanned drone, a drone can't do that either because you, you go from several thousands of miles an hour to zero miles an hour, it would rip the nuts and bolts, and it, it would be blown to smithereens. Right. So whatever so this is, do doesn't make sense. And it's on film. That's on film. I've seen it. Although I have to say, their, their film has not gotten better. It's like, it's still pretty grainy. Yeah. Like, they need to up it just a little bit because it's still, I mean, we've got the better video on our cameras now than some of the stuff that we're seeing as evidence, usually. Like, Sasquatch is always kind of it's fuzzy. It's always blurry. <laughs> kind of fuzzy. Yeah. Um, what about, too, hearing about the ships coming out of the ocean? Ooh, yeah, I got a story. I'm kind of sworn to secrecy on the, on the details of this. Sworn to secrecy. I've never told Stop you this it. either. <laughs> You didn't know I was going to say this one. Nope. So I, I, have, I have a good friend whose father used to be in the Navy. True story. I've never shared this publicly. And he says that back in the late 80s, I believe it was, they were stationed somewhere in the Pacific. And his dad was a high-ranking naval officer. And this is around, uh, right around sunset, but it was still light out. And they had half the crew on the upper deck. Uh, and cal- calm waters. And they see bubbling. They see white water down below and they're like what the hell is going on is mm-hmm. this a whale what is this three disc shaped crafts come out of the ocean and they're all seeing this and they hover and then they shoot upward into the sky so quickly they disappear 
I mean, what do you, what do you make <laughs> of that? It's like flying fish. <laughs> right? It really, and see, then the stories go on from there. Are you sure you want to bring, this is, this is really scary stuff. We're talking UFOs. No, I'm kidding. Come on in. It's not so bad. Come on in. It's not at all. <laughs> um, about, you've heard of Operation High Jump. Which yeah. was about Antarctica. Yep. If you get a chance to Google it, Operation High Jump. But it was a, it was a, 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 you know, he had tons of medals. He was a very well-revered leader. And he's going down to, to take a look at Antarctica. And he, too, experienced seeing ships come out of the ice. He did. Um, and they turned around and hightailed it out of there. They were like, because they, they lost ships and men, I do believe, in that also. They did, and I believe that was the case of Admiral Byrd, yep. uh, well-respected, high-ranking official. Not only did they see alien spacecraft, but it was almost like a journey to the center of the Earth type of thing, because yeah. he claims he actually saw dinosaurs and, like, the land before time. Like, it doesn't land make any sense. Land before time. Yeah. Which, again, where did that movie idea come from? Right. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. But... But the, the coolest part and the craziest part is, is these UAPs, these UFOs, it's not at all a new phenomena. We associate it going back to 1940s with the crash at Roswell and they allegedly recovered the extraterrestrial mm -hmm. beings. Back in the 1500s, Nuremberg, Germany, there's what they call the Battle of Nuremberg. They had, there's artistic uh, paintings and depictions. There's actually a wooden, uh, basically a wooden canvas and with artistic paintings. A whole town in Nuremberg, several thousands of people saw an aerial battle with UFOs shooting at each other, laser beams, things without wings, something shaped like a cross. He had circles, discs. Some of them were falling to mm -hmm. the ground. It was like something out of Star Wars. Back in the 1500s, you have no play. You don't even have dirigibles because, you know, lighter right. than aircraft didn't even come around until the 1800s. Right, right. And they, and, they're, and they depicted that in the pictures that they, they put together. Yeah. And, you and you that, can buy it in happened. a blanket. What's that? You can get on Amazon and you could buy the Battle of Nuremberg artistic no, depiction as like a Snuggie. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's always Christmas. I got you. There, there is. There's, There's always, I mean, just put it on the list. Um, but those kind of things, again, that goes back to timelines too. Yeah. Because some of that doesn't make sense. Because sense. what were the Wright brothers doing? If they right. were already, they already were, you know, it's like they were starting over again, reinventing the wheel, if you will. Apparently that's happened several times. Yeah, more like the wrong brothers. The wrong brothers. <laughs> hey, yo. We're here um, all night. Oh, go ahead. Anybody seen, and I'm not giving any spoilers, but raise your hand if you've seen the new Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, <laughs> Dial of Destiny. Oh, great film. Great film. But that book is kind of it has to do a little bit with time travels and alternate timelines and when i was watching that movie i kind of geek, geeked out when i found out the premise of it because it centers around an actual real thing that i've covered in my so strange podcast it's called the antikythera device or the antikythera mechanism hold on i'm googling yeah it's like a di <laughs> it's like a dial of destiny computer but it was invented they found it and it was like a thousand years more advanced than any anything should be and then it has to do with Indiana Jones, and I won't ruin it, but there's oh, wow. portals and stuff, and you should okay. see it. I'm going to spend some time here this weekend. <laughs> I can see that right now. This is, I, I even spelled it so wrong, and, and Google found it. I spelled it so wrong, totally phonetic, and it <laughs> is not spelled like that. And Antikythera? I mean, if we pronounce it correct, you get credit points. You'll get it. Forget spelling it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So next thing is... Ancient Aliens, the television show. Are you a fan? 
I'm a, I'm a fan, but again, I wish we had our tinfoil hats here. You know, mm. next time we'll be passing those out as party favors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to get branded tinfoil hats. That's what we're going to do. Well, the best is the guy, one of the hosts, like every season, his hair gets bigger and yes. bigger and bigger. What Georgios is it? It's, it's, it's a Greek name, Garakalopoulos or right. whatever it is. But yes, it, is. it gets Some, bigger. Yeah. They're coming to town. Where are they They're going to be in Omaha or in Ralston. I think the new, right, the new event center in Ralston um, next month. I think it is, right? And you can go online. I, was, I, was, I just came across this this week. I was like, nobody told me this, but I must have been guided to find it because I found it. Um, and so, yeah, they have great seats still available, but you can go right on their site and, and find seats. But they're bringing like three or four other doctors, scientists, along with your big hair guy. So <laughs> he's going to be there. And they're going to 90-minute show. It's awesome. 90 minutes of just listening to all that good stuff. We have enough weird friends between the two of us who could fill half that auditorium. We probably could. Yeah. We probably know most of the people that are going to be there. And that's <laughs> okay. Some of my buddies are going to geek out. My friend Eddie would probably take his shirt off, get an autograph with a Sharpie, and then fill a tattoo over that. Like, I got Georgia. Don't throw Salucas. it on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't throw it on stage so they can, no, please don't. Yeah. That's become a thing lately where people are throwing things on stage at, at entertainers, See? like phones, things to sign. You don't. All this, and people get hit in the head and it don't, no. don't throw anything on. But anyway, yeah, ancient aliens are going to be coming to town. So that'll be really cool. All right. Does anybody have any questions about anything or is there anything that you wanted to know more about or that you've heard about? Hold on, we're going to get a microphone over to you real quick. Because if you've, you know, any theories or, or stories that you've heard about or shows you've seen where you're just kind of curious what Andy's take is on it or my bad amateur take is on it, over here, right in front. There you go. So we'll get you hooked up here. What's your name? Donald. Donald, what's your question? What is your take on Skinwalker Ranch? All, is that one of your favorite shows? It's one of my favorite shows, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You know, I've, I've seen it. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch, uh, we know when I first heard of Skinwalker Ranch, I was under the false assumption that this was like a farm, a ranch. <laughs> you know, they have some goats and chickens and horses. It's a massive, massive property. Uh, how many thousands upon thousands of acres? It's out in the middle of the de southwestern desert. It's huge. And the cool thing about Skinwalker Ranch is like a buffet of all things paranormal. Like there's something for every, everybody. You got UFO abductions. You have ghost sightings, disembodied voices, uh, alleged portals, Bigfoot Cattle sightings. Mutations, Cattle mutations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huge deal. Uh, yeah, they've got a ton. Of, now, they also have a ton of skepticism. Yeah. That's been lobbed at them, too. And a lot of people, especially some of the people who are congressmen, are blaming the likes of, and they listed a whole bunch of other things, along with Skinwalker Ranch, as being the reason why people, why there's this mass belief system that this, any of this crap could be true. I mean, it's just yeah. like, this is just ridiculous. This is, this is insane. It's because of things like that in reality shows. That's the reason why people believe this stuff. And I don't think so. I think uh, there's a reason why this is so interesting to people is because they already believed. Right. And I do think there's something... There's something I would have moved. <laughs> it's high strangeness is the new term people are throwing around. High, it's a place of high strangeness. In your circles? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a weird place. Now, it does come with some physical evidence. Actually, one of the main guys who was investigating there had, I, I don't know how or why, but he started to have weird like swelling of the brain and mm -hmm. he had to get like emergency medical attention. I think he ended up being okay, but he stopped his investigation but it's kind of one of these things. It's, it's a really anomalous, weird, paranormal place. I kind of wish, not to sound old 
fashion, but I kind of wish they would have done it documentary style instead of reality show style because it felt a little scripted, which doesn't discredit what's going on there. It just just felt a little scripted is all. Well, it makes it harder for the people that do want to learn more to to feel, not feel, you feel like you're attacked (laughs) because you do follow it and you do want to know more about it that you're kind of a target. Um, But yeah, I wish they would have done that too. That's a good one. They need some sage. You know, you like right? sage is the size of a palm tree. Just right. a bunch of nice bonfire, pe- bon- like, you know, kumbaya, <laughs> that and hold hands and sing and like raise the vibration yeah. of it. I wonder if that yeah. would work. You know, actually what I saw in one of these Bigfoot shows and it, the title was outlandish because it was like painting Bigfoot as like this crazy, creepy, you know, <laughs> monster. They had this guy. I kid you not. They had this guy. He had like a big old cannon fog machine and he had holy water in it. And this thing was like a vapor diffuser. Stop. And he was like spraying mist all over parts of Alaska. And I'm like, this, this guy means business. He's, man. he's working to scale, man. He's, he's, working like, man. he's got to get some business done. Got to get it done. Remember when I had the stuff going on in my house and like I had... I don't know if everybody's heard the story, but I've been in my house for a number of years. And about five or seven years ago, I, I did a couple of things. One was some work in one of the bathrooms to tore out a wall. And the house was built in the early 70s. So it's not like it's ancient. Yeah. But like we say, it may not be the house. It can be the ground, right? It can could be, be the person living there, you could say. Could be, maybe. But anyway, things started happening. That's when things started happening. And that's when I, I actually, had, I'd already met Josh Hurd, mm-hmm. right? And he's got um, Malvern Manor. Yep, Malvern Manor. Have you been over there, Malvern Manor, and all that good stuff, right? Okay, and you were, does anybody remember when he put that doll in the hallway, and then he set a camera on it, and then he'd make you pay a buck a month to watch it? Because it was on Patreon. I don't remember that. He did. He put a doll in the because the doll would move. Right. And so he put the doll in the hallway. He put a camera on it, just a still camera. And then you pay a buck a month. And you could go log in whenever you wanted to to check <laughs> to see what's going on with the doll. And I would do it. And I did it for several months. He got about 10 bucks out of me. And <laughs> just to watch it. <laughs> but, the, the, but you'd go back and the doll was moved. But it was a live stream. So it wasn't like See, he could step in and move stuff. I never saw it move, but it moved every time I would go back to look at it. So that was all in that time frame, right? So anyway, I did that to the house. So some things started happening, just little weird things. Like I'd feel my hair move, like I'm sitting at the table and I'd feel like somebody just touched my hair and, and kind of pulled it mm-hmm. off to the side. You're just like, okay, okay, what was that? And then I was talking to Rihanna about that as well. I think I talked to you about it. I've talked to all my all my woo-woo friends. I'm just like, what's going on? Um, and then I, I had, it's a double door into my bedroom. And I'd always had one door was always open and the other one was shut. And I just, I went to open them both up and I was cleaning everything and I shut them both. And there were scratch marks on the back of my door. Six, like that. Like six scratch marks on the back of the door, wood door. And it was up about, about eye height or a little higher. And there was a Band-Aid stuck on the door. It was a child's Band-Aid, like from the 50s. The, the cartoon characters that were on it, it was really old. And it was stuck on the back of the door and you took it off. It wasn't used. I'm just like, like I took it off like somebody just slapped it on the back. And I took pictures of it. I have it um, for, for good. But I saged the heck out of my house. I mean, <coughs> saging. I'm <laughs> like saging everything. And nothing's happened since. I'm sure your Nothing place smelled great. People are like, Willie Nelson care. lives next door. 
I don't pungent. care. Pungent. I don't Very care. Very pungent. But it did, that kind of freaked me out because that was like a little too close. And I, I don't know if this stuff was all there before and I just never, yeah. but I can't believe I never saw it. But it was the renovations. It, the renovate, that's what I keep hearing people say. It's the renovations it's, is what caused yeah, it. Yeah, they just don't like, I mean, the spirit world just doesn't like us messing with the floor plan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a surefire way to get some, you know, extra activity in your house. But my piece of advice is twofold. Always mm-hmm. keep a pet in your house. Yeah. That way, if you have weird stuff happening or weird noises, you could just blame the cat or the dog. <laughs> Secondly, throw away all your, your indoor cameras, your nest cams don't and all do those it. things. Don't even they, do it. And you see things move and you wish you never had it. Yeah. You Plus, don't. you catch yourself picking your nose and you don't need that. <laughs> you know. I can't believe, I, I mean, how many times too that it was like, oh, set up a camera. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not a chance. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what's in there. But the dog and cat thing, you turn around and the, the room's dark. And you, you flip on the light, and there's a cat sitting in the middle of the room just yeah. staring at you. Yeah, it can backfire. Yeah. It's like, how long have you been there? <laughs> You're just sitting there. Or they turn around, they're just facing the wall. Yeah. And they just stare at it. You know, and you... Cat, okay. you know, dog's just licking his own butt, and you're like, That's, can you do, you know, do <laughs> due diligence with protecting the household, right? Exactly. But it can backfire, because if the pet's not in the room, you're like, okay, what's oh, going on? But the band, old-fashioned Band-Aids. The old-fashioned Band-Aid was really crazy. Oh. I should have pulled that picture up for you. Oh, God, I wish I could find it, and we could throw it up on here so you could all see it. Because it, it is, it's freaky. It is freaky. Anyway, all right. Any other things that you want to cover? I'm just thinking going back to portals, you know, going back to alternate timelines. Yes. I have a theory that there's a portal that opens up on every playground in North America, and a used Band-Aid just pops into the ground. Because I swear, every, every playground I'm at, there's a used Band-Aid, and I'm like kicking sand over it to cover it up. That's gross. And it's, it gives you the ickies. You it know? really does. It really does. Talk about portals, though, some more, too. Do you, have you ever done any, any kind of research on those? Well, um, I plan to, but it's been said amongst woo-woo people that we know that uh, <laughs> North Omaha, in particular, is, is home to a lot of different portals. Now, I, you, I grew up in that area, not too far from, uh, well, right next to Miller Park, if you know where that's at, not too far from Hummel Park, which is a hotbed of activity. Hotbed. But you these know, portals, yeah, UFO sightings. You know sightings? Adam Sassy? Who? Adam Sassy, North Omaha History is his, por- his podcast. Oh, okay. If you get a chance, he's got a website, North O History. And he grew up in that area, too. And same kind of thing, I mean, just in the area that he grew up. But go on, because he talks about, there used to be a hospital up there. Hmm. And apparently there are some tunnels that connected the buildings. The hospital's gone, but the tunnels are still there. Why, why does there always need to be a tunnel Leave connected the to tunnels. a hospital? Yeah, right? Just right? join the buildings together and forget the tunnel. Walk in a hallway. But you hear this. Now... It is interesting because there's also the, the story that was recently posted all over the Nextdoor app. I don't know if you caught wind of this. I posted nope. it on my Facebook. But there was this uh, person uh, over near uh, Zarinsky Lake. And this is, I was in Kansas City at the time doing an event, but this was a few weeks ago. person near Zarinsky Lake uh, were up having a little shindig around 3 o'clock in the morning. I heard some commotion outside. It almost sounded like a woman screaming or crying. They go outside, and they can't really make out what it is, but there's like a one or two foot tall being on two legs that starts running towards them. And at this point in time, they just make a beeline for inside, and they slap it up on the next door app, and people are commenting. And I'm looking at all the comments come in, and one of the people is like, well, I believe you because I live you know, three blocks over, and just the other day I saw a nine-foot tall bipedal hairy creature hop the fence in my backyard. 
So I don't know what the heck's going on in, in Omaha, parts of Omaha. We have, we have Bigfoots. We have yeah. little garden gnomes running around. We got yep. God knows what else. Yeah. And, and then you've got the, the albinos. Cannibalistic. We all know about the albinos. Yeah. Don't say you don't know about it. Humble you know, Park. It's Humble so Park. politically incorrect. Don't say you don't. I know it is, but it's, <laughs> it's just the story. It's just Cam, check your email. Okay. Would you send him something about... I sent him, I sent him the picture of... Isn't that crazy? <laughs> he says, you're so bossy. Did you send him a cannibal link or no, what? No, I sent him... Well, no, I sent him that. That's it. That's the band-aid. Yeah, I don't recognize the band-aid. That's, that looks old-fashioned, though. Doesn't it? I it's thought it would be like It'll be up here in just or... a second. He'll get it downloaded and get it up there so y'all can see it. So you That's... can see what it looks like. And tell me if it's not... There are no children in my house. Yeah. Ever. Well, okay, maybe the people that lived there before. Ghost kids? Long time ago. But <laughs> Ghost been, children count? We've, we've cleaned since then. <laughs> there shouldn't be a Band-Aid on the door about, I don't know, five and a half feet in the air. So he'll get that, and we'll put that up. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the whole North Omaha thing, there is, there is a ton of great history, and there is a ton of stories. Um, but yeah, definitely I would suggest North Omaha history. Mm. Um, Adam Sassy is his name. And he doesn't live here in Omaha anymore, but he, and that's just like a passion for him, a side passion that he does. He is like super smart, like 15 degrees educator, lives in the Northwest, travels the world, but he's really fascinated by North Omaha sure. and, and the history of those buildings that are there. I want to take a second to thank some other OG friends and supporters of our podcast, Kugler Vision. Kugler Vision Center, honestly, they were the first ones that were supporters and partners with our podcast. Um, and that was five years ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. That is unbelievable, but we certainly are thankful to have them on board. Kugler Vision stands out in the crowd without a doubt. Um, they've just got a world-class team of experts at Kugler Vision, and it keeps growing because people realize if you're going to get any kind of corrective um, procedures done, you want that team behind you without a doubt. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And you should get online right now and schedule a consultation because you, don't, you need to know going into 2024, kind of where you stand. Maybe you've always been thinking about getting a procedure, not having to wear glasses or contacts. It's freeing and it's, it's unbelievable. It is. When you do it, the, one of the first things you're going to think is, why didn't I do this sooner? Mm -hmm. That's going to be it. So invest in a life of clear vision. Possibly it's going to be something that's a gift on your list for maybe a graduate that's coming up this spring to send them off to college with uh, that great vision going into college would great without glasses or contacts. But the team at Kugler Vision can give you all the details and help you get that consultation on the books so you can find out exactly what your plan is. Call them if you want, 402-558-2211 or go on their website, kuglervision.com and schedule that consultation today. All right. Any other questions, any other things, any other topics? Hold on. As soon as, uh, Cam, I'm sorry. I don't want to overload Cam. It's like, I know, I'm so bossy. <laughs> I'm so bossy. We do have a question when you get it. Oh, there's the Band-Aid. That was on the back of my door. Is that, like a, bear, is that a Berenstein bear? I don't know. What are those? What are those guys? I don't know. They're old, it, like maybe sixties or seventies. Don't you think? Does that look like to everybody? There's a fish with a snorkel. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It looks really. It just looks dated. That's, that's yeah. A, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> why does a fish need a snorkel? <laughs> that's the most paranormal of all. Yeah. And why do bears wear shoes? That's all these terrifying. questions and more. <laughs> why does a duck wear a shirt? Um, <laughs> No pants. Anyway. <laughs> All right. We'll get the microphone over here because we have another question. So I'm sorry. I'm overworking you, Tan. It's just tonight, Cam. This is like. 
This is crazy. Town. That's cool. I'm still young. I know. I and can she's make it right everywhere. Here. Where are we at? She's oh, in she's all the way in the front. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Get everybody. Get your steps in, dude. Yeah. Get your steps in. What is your name? Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi. My question was I don't know if you've seen the series Missing 411, yes. where people are all over the world go missing, especially around national parks, possibly due to going into a portal or aliens. What's your take on that? And if they go into a portal, I've always wondered, what happens to them? Do they start a whole new right. life there? Right. Or do, do they, we, like, what happens to their soul? Like, do they die on that? It's just so curious. Where, where does this, you remember the story of the, okay, way back when the Nina and the Pinta and the Santa Maria and all that came over and <laughs> whatever, when everybody's coming over and there was a whole group of people that they were like one of the first groups that came over. And then they went back to England to get something. When they came back, the entire group of people was missing. Roanoke. Roanoke. Yeah. Thank you. I knew you didn't know that. I, I'm so bad with names. Anyway, there, was, there were some signs on some trees, like some things carved in there. Some people thought they got taken by the Indians. Some people thought, you know, but there was no sign of them being massacred. Mm-hmm. But there was no indication where they went. This, this story, this missing 411, takes place, yes, in national parks. And I was just going to grab the description. And it just talks about the phenomenon of people that go missing in national parks. They go through a gentleman's book series, Missing 411, and the documentary also, and some strange cases he has documented. Um, They're focusing on these cases that happen. This is on Amazon if you want to watch it, I, I do believe. But Missing 411. It's crazy in the national parks. And there are stories about national parks as well. Creepy place, yeah. I think this is actually a series. I watched one of them. I think you, I rented it on Amazon Prime. But there's a whole there's a whole series. There's national parks. There's one on UFO abductions. There's one on this and that. There's one on like more uh, true crime. But national parks are interesting. In fact, in my podcast, I have a podcast called So Strange, which cover a lot of these topics. But I mapped out in one of my episodes there was a case, true story. In a national park, I can't remember which state, but there was, a, there was a group of three people hiking, and they came upon this cabin, and inside the cabin was glowing as if there was something going on. They heard music, they heard laughter, and they're like, who would be having a, a party in this old, dilapidated cabin in the middle of nowhere? So they open up the door, and people are wearing, like, attire from a different century. Like, they're like, we just stepped back in time. One of the people in the party says, I'm going to go inside. The other two are like, no, don't do it. She steps halfway inside. The other two are trying to pull her back. And they did just in time because the half of her body that stepped through the threshold, it was paralyzed. They had to go to a hospital. Her feeling, I do believe, eventually came back. But they think what would have happened if she would have stepped into that cabin when she would have popped out in a different reality altogether. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Then, that, that you just reminded me, too, when you were talking about that. And I, I mentioned this to you the other day. The Grand Canyon. There's a large part of the Grand Canyon. It is, it's the forbidden zone. You're, yeah. Right? Why can't you go there? You can't go to some places in the... And it's not just because it's um, reservation land and because there is some, some areas that, that legitimately have borders and boundaries. But there is a large... Really, the only area you can go to is the place... Uh, what's it called? Angel... Angel Bright, Angel, wherever the cabin is where you can go see the view, 
If you remember in family vacation where they stopped real fast, they looked at the view and they took off, that, that's the spot. Or where that, that glass bridge is, Ooh. which is another spot you can go to. But there are very few places you can get into the Grand Canyon legally. You aren't supposed to be able to go, go there. There's a story, I do not know if it's, if it's true, still looking this up, that there was an expedition funded by the Smithsonian in the early 1900s and the gentleman that went there was sailing, actually he was, I say sailing, he should say floating. He was floating from Wyoming to Yuma. He wasn't sailing on the Colorado, he was floating. And anyway, he's going down the river and they noticed way up high that there were some disturbances in the rock, maybe some, it looked like entrances, they weren't really sure, so they decided to investigate. And as he got closer to the edges and they started investigating, they found steps and the steps led them up and they were able to go into the wall of the Grand Canyon, and it was this expanse of an area that appeared to have been lived in at some point, kind of like in Egypt. You said they found Egyptian artifacts. That's the story. That's all I know. Curveball, because so I was expecting it to be a Bigfoot or something. Right, not a Bigfoot. Sorry, no Sasquatch, not yet. But yeah, it was, they found what they said were Egyptian artifacts that would have been in the time zone or timeline of... The uh, Nefertiti. See, so Harrison Ford took him there with the Dial of Destiny, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, it doesn't make yep. any sense. And you go to Mount Rushmore, and that's a whole other one, because that takes you through National Treasure. Great movie. And those movies, which are fantastic, um, and kind of seeds you with some, some ideas of what's buried up there. Does the government have a secret spot? I just I'm you know, or you know, know, the sequel to that they have the presidential, the secret book on the presidential library. Yes, when, the resolute you know, desk, also the resolute desk. Yes, yeah. Nicholas Cage kidnaps oh, the president. I like him. I know he's a dork, but I do like him. Well, Those boots are good. I mean, we're okay. We're talking about aliens on a podium. Who's the dork, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Gosh, look at time is just flying here. So it's almost six o'clock. We've we've yep. covered a lot of territory, but we've got to play some games. Because we have some prizes to give away. Everybody that plays wins a prize. So if you have a dumb friend or you think you are the dumb friend um, and you'd like to play, we're going to play five rounds. And we're going to start with the girls at Coogler because I know they wanted to play because they wore their uniform colors. They both, they, they got the memo, so they knew they needed to wear the matching uniforms. So they're going to do the first one. Long ago, Pat and I did this, and it was called $1,000 Minute. And it was answered 10 questions in 60 seconds. And you win a prize. It was $1,000 is what it was. And we would do this live every day for like three or four years. It was just anxiety ridden for me. Um, so I have a list of questions set up for about five games. And you're going to play too. Oh, boy. You may need, some, you may I, need a partner. I think, I think I am that friend probably. <laughs> yeah. So if you'd like to play, think about it if you want to play. And Cam will get you set up over there. Uh, Cam's got the clock. Cam's got everything. Cam's got to do everything. I'm sorry. He's just, that's why I call him super producer. So he needs a cape. Needs a cape. So do you girls understand the rules to the game? Ladies? Maybe. Maybe. No. <laughs> I'm going to ask you some questions. He's going to start the clock. Uh, and you just have to answer the questions within 60 seconds. Do they work as a team or are they trying to beat each other? They work as a team. Okay. And we can skip. Yes, come you can back. say pass if you don't know, okay. and we'll come back. Okay. Okay. How's that sound? Good. She looks like she does not trust me. <laughs> she looks like... <laughs> she looks like... <laughs> she looks 
She's like, I just met you, and you're doing this to me. So y'all can play along and kind of get an idea of how this works. So whenever Cam lets me know, when, okay, so we're going to start with, the, after I say the first question, the clock will start, okay? What is the capital city of Australia? Sydney. Spell labyrinth. L-A-B-R-Y-N-T-H. Who spoke the famous play in the, oh, I'm sorry, who wrote the famous play Romeo and Juliet? Shakespeare. Shakespeare. How many planets are there in the solar system? Nine. What is the chemical symbol for water? H2O. What country is known as the land of the rising sun? Japan. What is the square root of 144? 12. Who is the main protagonist in the Harry Potter book series? Harry Potter? What? Oh. Which U.S. state is known as the Sunshine State? California. Name one famous painting by Leonardo da Vinci. The Madonna? Which one? Uh, Mona Lisa? Yes! Did they get all of them? They got through them. They didn't get them all right, but they got through them. (laughs) Um, Sunshine State is Florida. I was going to say Florida. Did I mess it up? I said California. I didn't know. Right? Okay, so capital city of Australia, does anybody know? Canberra. Never do that. What? Labyrinth is spelled L A B Y R I N T H. Shakespeare, eight, H T O, Japan, 12, Harry Potter. You only missed two. Three. Three. We'll give you three. That's okay. You did good. Way to go, guys. I don't know if their microphone was working. Was it just low? Oh, we just got to get them up on the microphone a little bit more. Okay. We can do that. Do you want to play? You got to get up and close and personal. You got to get real close to the microphone. Make make friends with the microphone. So who, anybody want to play? You want to play? He's going to. What's your name? Jessica and Donald. Okay. Go on up there. Find your spot. This is going to be fun. How many rounds are we going to do? Five. Four or five. We're going to, we're going to try and get him in here. We'll see what we can do because I know we're about out of time. We got to at least get a couple three. You're going to play one? I'll do one. Who wants to be Andy's partner? And takers. Oh. Ah, there we go. You're in. Hold on. All right, so you guys stay up on the microphone when you're, when you're talking so everybody can hear you. Can you believe we- okay. Are you ready? Yep. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Here we go with round number two. <gasps> da, da, da. What river forms Nebraska's eastern border? Missouri. What is the currency used in Japan? Yen. Yen. In which year did World War II end? 1918. Calculate 25 times 4 plus 10. 110. What is the state flower of Nebraska? Marigold. Spell accommodate. A-C-C-O-M-A-D-A-T-E. What is the capital city of Spain? Madrid. Madrid. How many sides does a hexagon have? Eight. Six. Oh. She's right. Which planet is known as the red planet? Mars. Mars. Name the largest ocean on Earth. Pacific. Pacific. Good enough. You got through all ten. All right. And ten seconds to spare. All right. We're going to go through the answers. Missouri River, 
1945, World War II. World War II. Uh, 110, correct. Goldenrod, so close, Marigold, Goldenrod. Accommodate, who wants to spell it? A-C-C-O-M-M-O-D-A-T-E. So close. Uh, Madrid, six sides on a hexagon. Mars in the Pacific Ocean. Not bad, guys. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so Andy. Should I go over there? I think you should go over there. Because he can see the answer. Are you sure you don't want to? He's going to be your friend. Sure. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Angie, by the way, has a podcast on her dat network, and it's called The Shrink Show. If you have ever get a chance to check it out, she's legit. It's the real deal. Her and her buddy, they do the podcast. They do video on YouTube as well, or you can listen to it on any of the platforms. All right, so you guys, uh, we'll get you all taken care of over there. He's getting you geared up, and we're ready for round number three. All right, here it is. Are we ready to roll? No pressure. Okay. (sighs) What is the chemical symbol for gold? What the hell? I'm not... Uh, pass. <laughs> Which famous scientist formulated the theory of general relativity? Einstein. What is the tallest mountain in the world? Everest. Who is the lead singer of Coldplay? Uh, the guy, the skinny tall guy with the guitar. See him. Uh, pass. Spell millennium. M-I-L-L-E-N-I-U-M. Sure. Sure. What is a millennium? Uh, uh, a thousand years. What is 15 times six? 60. Why is math no. so hard? 90. What is the capital city of California? Sacramento. I swear to God I'm smart. <laughs> Name one of the four founding fathers. Name one of the four founding George fathers. Washington? George Washington. Okay. What's the largest mammal on earth? The Blue whale. No, yeah. There you go. Woo. When we go back to the beginning, Come on, guys. you got to go back. Okay. Gold. What is the chemical symbol gold. for gold? F- Thank you. Yep. A-U. A-U. <laughs> I was going to iron. F-E. I'm As sorry. in, oh, man. <laughs> Audience participation. Um, Albert Einstein, Mount Everest, Chris Martin. Chris Martin. It's Coldplay. Right? Uh, Millennium has a couple L's and a couple N's. Uh, you got 90 Sacramento, George Washington, and Blue Whale. So not bad. Good job, guys. Okay. All right. A thousand years. You got it right. <laughs> Checking your answers. All right. Does anybody else want to play? We'll do one more if you'd like to. Nobody else wants to do it. Everybody gets a prize that plays. Oh, man. All right. And I will tell you, today's questions were brought to you by ChatGPT. Yeah, usually I do them myself. That's why they're easier. <laughs> so, anyway. Did you notice a hush fell over the crowd because everyone's nervous about AI? <laughs> they're like, oh, like, that's great. They're going to take my job next week. Everybody's just like, yeah. <laughs> ah, don't, yeah. It's kind of fun, but I get it. Totally get it. All right, Andy. 
This has been awesome. This has been fun. This has been fun. Just wanted to remind everybody, if you're interested in past lives or having a, uh, a past life experience, you can get tickets on my website to the uh, September 8th Past Life Gallery Reading here in Omaha. And meanwhile, if you want to hog the spotlight and you want your own private past life experience, I can do those as well. So, in fact, I'm offering a $25 discount if you call the office and say you were at this live event. We'll give you a discount, get you on a schedule, and uh, we could find out who you were in a past lifetime. Maybe Einstein. If, right? And if you're a little nervous about it, because it took me a long time to do it before I finally did it. And, I, and, and it still is unnerving, even yeah. though I know, I've known you forever. Yeah. But it is, it's a lot, and I get it, but it's super interesting. She's and a troublemaker. It, <laughs> it was super interesting. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and you got your books here, too? I have books for sale. Uh, in fact, this one's my latest one. came out last year. It's all about past lives and reincarnation and angels and miracles. And I'll have a few other books coming out this year as well. So if you're interested in purchasing a copy, I will be right here. Right here. Good deal. Kugler, the Kugler gang, Kugler Vision, thank you so much. You guys, thanks so much. It's been a blast. Cam, thank you. Brandon, way to go, bud. Thanks, guys. Production.